It is Sunday, April 19th, 2020. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do this. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I tell you where I've been, I update you on Herbie the Love Bug, and give you a rundown on all the streaming services. It's episode 10.01, Under Quarantine. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I am back after another many years hiatus, and I tell you, I have had one hell of a month. It all goes back to March 20th. I had a doctor's appointment. I was going to see the doctor about a prescription, and because of how the world is these days, they screen you for COVID-19 right there at the front door. So I go in through the front door. There's the nurse in her surgical mask and her surgical scrubs. How you doing today, Mr. Kappas? Oh, not too bad. I got a bit of a cough. Really? Have you been in contact with anyone who's been out of the country? Well, you know, I got this co-worker who just came back from his Mexican vacation, but he's been fine. Uh-huh. Go wait in your car while I consult with the doctor. So I go wait in my car. The nurse comes out a few minutes later. Yep, doctor's ordering you into two weeks of self-isolation. Go straight home now. So that's exactly what I did. But you know what? I was still able to get some work done. I hauled all my old podcasting gear out of the closet here. And using that, I was still able to get some work done. I was able to get the noon news features done for my radio station until about halfway through my self-isolation because that's when I got the call temporarily laid off. So yeah, I'm in two weeks of unemployment now. Still kind of figuring out what to do next with my life. I mean, it's temporarily laid off, but it would be nice to have a plan B in place. Uh, Luckily, I have successfully applied for EI and all the uh, COVID-19 relief benefits and all that. Although I am still a little confused about that because it's come out now uh, with CERB. That's your COVID-19 relief. Uh, You do have to reapply for that every couple of weeks. So do I have to go and reapply for that? Or because I applied for EI and I got it through EI, am I fine? So yeah, probably when I'm done messing around online here with this podcast, I'll probably be digging into that and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So yeah. Because I am unemployed now and I have a lot of time on my hands and because I hauled all my old podcasting gear out of the closet, I figured this is just as good a time as any to get the old podcast going again. So, here we are. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. So let's do the first installment of a regular feature here on the old podcast. I'm going to bring you The Streaming Report. Because there is so much stuff out there that you can binge watch on all the multitude of digital platforms out there, I figured I may as well update you on what I've recently binged. 
So when this turn of events first happened to me, I sat on the couch in front of Disney Plus and I thought to myself, I am going to watch every Herbie the Love Bug movie. And I did over the course of a couple of weeks. Herbie is one of those Disney characters that figures prominently in my childhood. In the early 80s, there was a short-lived Herbie the Love Bug TV show. Watching that TV show is amongst my earliest memories of television. Probably where my fascination with the VW Volkswagen Beetle first came along. So I figured this is it. I gotta binge the whole franchise. It all started with The Love Bug premiering in 1969. It's still a wonderful little movie. Essentially at its core... The Love Bug is a romantic comedy. We've got our washed-up race car driver, Jim Douglas. He falls in love with a car dealer, who is our attractive female lead. And Herbie the Love Bug decides to play matchmaker to get them all together. And of course, because he's a washed-up race car driver, he's got to win the big race and all that. And it is still a wonderful treat after all these years. But then in the 70s, Herbie became one of Disney's biggest franchises in the 70s. All started with the first sequel in 1974, Herbie Rides Again. Now, I really like the attempt they make at continuity in these films. So in the original film, The Love Bug, Herbie's owner was Jim Douglas, right? So in the second one, they explain Jim Douglas's absence by saying he's a successful race car driver again, and now he's over in Europe racing on the European circuit, and he left Herbie behind in San Francisco. So now this is a classic 1980s plot, even though it's in the 1970s. We've got our greedy land developer. He wants to tear down the firehouse where Herbie lives, and so it's up to the residents of the firehouse because it's been converted into an apartment building to band together with Herbie to fight off the uh, evil land developer. Now this is where Herbie becomes the slapstick comedy that it is really known for. We have some crazy dream sequences where evil land developer is being hunted down by Herbie. It is classic Disney weirdness. This leads us to 1977's Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Jim Douglas, Herbie's original owner, is back. He is on a losing streak right now, so he is now teaming up with Herbie once again to hope he can get his mojo back by winning the big Paris Grand Prix, a race from Paris to Monte Carlo. But then, of course, some diamond smugglers get thrown in the ring, and we finally meet our second sentient car, a race car named Giselle, that Herbie falls in love with. It is crazy, there's lots of great slapstick action, some great race action going on, and it is just all kinds of fun. So that brings us to 1980's Herbie Goes Bananas, which is probably the strangest one of the bunch. So once again, our hero Jim Douglas is absent. This time he's bequeathed Herbie to his nephew. And they are taking Herbie down to South America to race in the Rio de Janeiro Grand Prix. So that leads to all kinds of crazy antics on a cruise ship, which leads to the saddest moment in all of the Herbie movies when the captain decides he's had enough of Herbie and makes Herbie walk the plank. They throw Herbie over the side of the cruise ship. Yes, they kill Herbie. There's this Herbie theme that plays throughout all the movies. They got a real sad version of it as they throw Herbie overboard. You are convinced that they just killed Herbie. But no, Herbie survives. He washes ashore in the Panama Canal, where a kid fishes him out, turns Herbie into a taxi, and then we get into all kinds of action with, like, Indiana Jones, and we go looking for lost tombs and gold, and it is truly the strangest one going. We don't even refer to Herbie as Herbie. He gets the new name Osho, 
Why Osho? Because he's got the number 53 on the side. Five and three is eight, and Spanish for eight, Osho. So there you go. This is how much of a completist I was with watching every Herbie movie. I even went digging around on YouTube and found the 1997 TV movie, The Love Bug. Bruce Campbell, the man, the legend, he is Herbie's latest owner. So what he has done, he is now the washed up race car driver. He acquires Herbie in a bet, fixes him up, and it's a remake of the first one pretty much. Disney did this thing in the late 90s where they remade a whole bunch of their classic movies as TV movies for the wonderful world of Disney. But I tell you, having Bruce Campbell in it is awesome because Bruce Campbell's classic one-liners and Herbie slapstick antics make for a great combo. And this one is also notable in the Herbie franchise in that we get introduced to Herbie's evil doppelganger, Horace the Hate Bug. Yeah, and their climactic race is one for the ages. And this brings us to the final Herbie the Love Bug movie to date, Herbie Fully Loaded, starring Lindsay Lohan, which came out in the summer of 2005. I actually went to see this on my birthday back in 2005 because my niece and nephew were visiting and they wanted to go see a movie with their Uncle Mark, so I chose the only Disney movie that was in theaters at the time. I wanted to wait a couple days for Fantastic Four to come out, but they had to go back to my brother right right away. Anyways, I digress. But you know what? After all these years, Herbie Fully Loaded is still a fun little film. Lindsay Lohan is really good in it. We got Michael Keaton in it playing her dad right before he had his full career resurgence with Birdman and all that. And it's still a fun, charming comedy. So if you haven't seen it since it came out in the summer of 2005, which is the last time I saw it, I would highly recommend Herbie Fully Loaded. And there's this installment of the streaming report, my recap of the Herbie the Love Bug franchise. I guess if I want to be a true completist, I should find the old TV show on uh, YouTube and watch that as well. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Since we're talking about streaming services, let's take a look at one of the biggest explosions in the past few years. That is all the streaming services that are now out there. I'm currently subscribed to four. Of course, I have Netflix, which is the granddaddy of streaming services. Then on top of that, I got Crave because there was a special through my internet company, so I got it for a few bucks off. Then on top of that, I decided to see what Amazon Prime was all about, so I signed up for Amazon. And because I'm a huge Disney geek, I just signed up for Disney Plus as well. In order to get Disney Plus, I had to go out and buy a device called a Roku. Called me old-fashioned, but I still like to watch TV on my TV. So once I got that gadget hooked up to my TV and all set up, and I saw all the different streaming services that are out there, my mind was completely blown. Did you know Pokemon has their own streaming service? Pokemon TV, nothing but episodes of the cartoon. Did you know that Lego has their own streaming service? Nothing but Lego short films. I saw the National Film Board of Canada there. I've known about that one for some time. Uh, They've spent the past decade digitizing hundreds upon thousands of their classic short films and putting them all online through their app. So I would suggest you check out the National Film Board app. You know, it's your tax dollars at work. But see, here's the thing. I'm just so absorbed by it all. Each one has its own benefits, right? 
each one has its own original content, which is what they use to hook you in. For example, Netflix. Six or seven years ago, what made me finally pull the trigger and sign up for Netflix was when they announced that the Marvel shows were coming along. I wanted to watch Daredevil and Iron Fist and all that and see where that was going. Crave, the only reason why I signed up for Crave was because it's the only place in Canada where you can watch the new Star Trek shows. Amazon had a few originals I was curious about. Amazon is interesting, though, because Amazon is this gigantic conglomerate. When you sign up for Amazon Prime, it's not just their streaming video service you get. You get the two-day shipping on all their projects. You get unlimited cloud storage for all your photos. I've really taken advantage of that. Every time I take a picture on my cell phone now, boom, straight into the cloud, and I can save memory space on my phone. And then there's Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you know what? I love the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian and all that. But what I want from Disney are deep cuts. Give me all that weird stuff in the Disney vault that you haven't let out in quite some time. So still, I pay about 10 bucks a month for each of those. So there's 40 bucks a month I'm spending in streaming services. And then on top of that, we've got all the new stuff that's coming down the pike. You know, Warner Brothers is launching their own streaming service, HBO Max. NBC Universal, they got Peacock, their streaming service coming along. There's just so many. I used to joke that it's getting to be like cable TV, right? Before you know it, they're going to figure out how to bundle all these services together and sell it to you as one. It's happening right now. Crave. I only pay for their $10 a month package, Crave. For $20 a month, you can get Crave Plus, which gives you all the same content that you'll find on the HBO app and the Stars app and a couple others apps. Another prime example of this is Amazon. They've got this feature called Channels, where for another $5.99 a month, you can get all the content on the Nickelodeon app through the Amazon app. For another $10.99 a month, you can get access to a streaming service called Stack TV, all through the Amazon app. And I tell you, this is just nuts, man. It's going to be turning into the new cable TV, so we got to figure out something about streaming TV and all the streaming services. There's got to be a better way to go about it. This is your interstellar disc jockey. Mark Campus, U62. The Targ. What you really, really want? Tell me what you really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. If you want my future, forget my past. If you wanna get with me, you gotta make it fast. Now don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together, we will be just fine. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want.
song of the show the postmodern jukebox cover of wannabe i tell you postmodern jukebox is one of those youtube channels that's been around for ages they specialize in taking contemporary tunes and making them sound all old timey but only recently did i finally subscribe to their youtube channel and really do a deep dive on all their stuff i tell you there's a lot of gems in there so i highly recommend you go check it out and be sure to give their music a spin on spotify speaking of i'm now on spotify i figured out how to put this podcast on spotify so be sure to like share and subscribe on there you can still find us on apple podcasts at least i think you can this is kind of a test run to make sure all my infrastructure still works and if all else fails you can still go to my website chaosinabox.com and listen there I've got so many avenues where you can go check out the podcast, which is why I figured the time was right to bring it back because, you know, everything's still there, everything's all set up, and I'm still looking for something to do to spend my days, so why not get this all going again? Who knows, I might finally rebrand it. You know, the podcast is called U62 The Targ, but everywhere else you go online, I'm Chaos in a Box. I've thought about for ages as rebranding this podcast as Chaos in a Box, but you know, then I'll have to produce a new intro, a new imaging, and when I built all my infrastructure 15 years ago, it was all built around U62 The Targ, so I am kind of stuck with it for the time being. But as long as you can find it, and as long as you keep listening... I'm grateful that you do. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm done for the day. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'll be sure to bring you a brand new episode next week if I remember to. I am Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It was a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids.
Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.